Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology podcast. What a crazy week of cricket we've just witnessed. The West Indies turned around an innings defeat to beat England. Bangladesh have beaten Australia for the first time in a test match. And in the Game of Thrones, spoiler alert, the White Walkers have a dragon. Watch out. Now joining me today is Cricketing Royalty. Just for the fact of how many cricket teams he's actually played for, he's going to go through all their respective game plans. They include Australia, Adelaide Strikers, Auckland, the Baracel Burners, Durham, Guyana, Amazon Warriors, watch out for them, Kochi, Tuskers, Corolla, Kolkata Knight Riders, Lancashire, Leicestershire, Melbourne Renegades, Northern District, Peshawar, Zalmi, Registan Royals, St. Kitts, Victoria, Wellington, um, and to these days he's, he's hitting it out for sixes out there at East Sandy Dragons. It's Good afternoon, Bradley Bad Boy Hodge. Have I, have, I, have I missed a team out there? No, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much covered it. That is generally a... I'm a, exhausted. Yeah, well, mate, I, <laughs> I am too at 42 playing for all those teams. But yeah, that's what's generally known as a loyal cricketer, I would have thought. Hey, what about the Peshawar Zalmi? What, yep. what was their sort of mascot? Uh, I'm not sure what the Zalmi is, but I know that Peshwari is, is high up north in Pakistan border. Yeah, I played up there. Um, beautiful part of the world. Uh, but I did like playing for the Peshwari Zalmi, and the good thing was is that we had in our team Wahab Riaz. Yes. And in the Pakistan Super League, I haven't seen this in a long time, but he actually had a dust-up with one of his Pakistani teammates on the field. Yes. <laughs> and for me, but is that allowed in their local competition? Because um, it would bring a lot of excitement. It was on this day. Yeah. Um, he's a pretty fiery character, Wahab. And, uh, the good thing of playing with him is you're not facing him. True, because he's 150. <laughs> and uh, my, that's whenever I select a, a side or try and pick a side, <laughs> I just go for anyone with ball speed because if they're in my side, I don't have to face him. So that's one of the prerequisites. And now, Bradley, I, I introduce a bad boy. Now, mm. When we were playing for Victoria together, we loved an Australian cult film called Bad Boy Bubby. And it's about a 35-year-old man who's lived with his mum uh, for his whole life. She wouldn't let him out. He finally gets out. He joins a, a punk band, and, and it's just uh, it's crazy hijinks from there. But um, you also brought a bit of Bubby onto the cricket field for Victoria. Yep, and look... I wasn't actually a bad boy. We were both known no, to get no, no. out on the town every now and then, but it was within uh, good fun with all our mates. Um, but this was more this was more on field for the Victorian boys, where um, basically what happened in the movie is that Bubby um, he had a couple of pets, and one of them was a pet cat. Anyway, the the, the, the cat was starting to annoy him immensely. Yes. 
Um, so he thought it would be a good idea to to wrap this cat up in in glad wrap. Yep. Um, to quieten the cat. Yep. Yeah, which killed the cat, of yes. course. Um, and we we thought it was a good idea from time to time that that might be and good. in the film. Just to get in there too, he was often saying, "Be still, cat." He did. He did. He used, that was his terminology. <laughs> be still, cat. And. We, we used to bring that up on the field for Victoria because we look. We used to get the shits with Dino and Chuck Berry barking orders at us, especially the bowlers. And um, you know they'd be behind the stumps, and you'd be forty meters away, and he'd be telling you to get through the crease or bowl at the stumps yeah. or run down the leg side. Yeah. Teapots, yeah, the wicket keeper and first slip teapots. Yep, Flemo. I didn't mean it. If we got, if we want to, I want to see medium pace. I'll bring on Dotty. You know that sort of shit. So we just basically said we were using this terminology, be still cat. Yep. Be still Dino. They be still the cat, Chuck. They, they, they were the no cat. no idea what was going on. No idea. But <laughs> if we ever needed some glad rap, that would have been the time. Yeah. Good call. We didn't win a lot of games back then. No. Oh, gee, what about things you need to know in cricket today? First off, Test Match Cricket is alive. The results over in England. The first one we're going to talk about is in Bangladesh, though. The, uh, the Aussies going down to Bangladesh by 20 runs. It was a... Nail-biter. It had everything you want in a, a tough test match. Runs were a premium. So if you scored runs in that test match, they're some of the best test match runs that you'll, you'll ever make. At the start of uh, day five, we had Stephen Smith and Dave Warner, who arguably made his greatest um, test 100 yep. in tough conditions. I thought we were home, lost, lost wickets. There was still hope. Pat Cummins at the end showing how much he's improved with the bat. What but in the end, Bangladesh, here. too good. Too good. And uh, Test Match Trigger is alive. It was dead about five days ago. Um, Definitely. And and who, well, who would have got a, who would have put a bet on that Bangladesh actually would have got home over Australia or oh. that the game had gone five days, given that the it, average rainfall during July and August in Bangladesh is... 373 millimetres, and uh, which means there's only five days of August and July that it doesn't rain. And so you ne- I was thinking in those two tests, if, the, if it's re- we might get results, two-and-a-half-day yes. test yes. matches. So I think the bigger odds were that it was going to be a draw yeah, and that wouldn't have been able to complete it because it was rain-affected. Absolutely. Have you got an update on the weather? Was that, that- It was. It was an update oh, on the weather, actually. Okay. It's all gloomy in Bangladesh at the moment in the Australian's hotel, but it's very sunny over in Bangladesh. I'm not that surprised that Australia have um, lost to Bangladesh. But quickly, no. just on, and we'll talk about that in a second, just the, the, the performance from the Australians. I, I talked about Warner. Mm. Renshaw's batting in the first innings. He's shown for a big Queenslander. Yep. He's batting in India and, and Bangladesh in that first innings. He, he bats time. He, he uses up a lot of balls. And um, I think particularly for top-order batsmen, besides a Warner masterclass is the way yep. to go about it. I, I just love the way he's applying himself. He knows that, you know, probably being a tall Queenslander, traditionally his skill's going to be against quick bowling, and we've seen that in the past as well where he's, he's done well, surviving against Ishan Sharma and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar in India, but also applying himself to the spin. Um, you know, he wouldn't have opened a batting against spinners too often. <laughs> And I just love the way that he's sticking in his bubble. He's not going outside of his bubble. He's not trying to be anything that he's not. He's just doing the job. And it's, it's probably just he's filled the void of Buck Rogers beautifully, I would have yep. thought, in that role. And that's exactly what 
um, the Australians need, and we probably need a little bit more application like that from the rest of the fast food players. And he's uh, talked a lot with Matthew Hayden, who had that successful 2001 tour to India, and there's a bit to see that they're similar in height. Yeah. Matty Hayden used to get right down to, to block or, or pat it away. He learned to get a real fine sweep. Yeah. Four runs, and then when he advanced, he, he made sure he got inside the line and, and hit him back over the head, and, and I thought that's what definitely Renshaw's there. The other positives, Nathan Lyon. Oh, the Lyon King, the ghost. 250 Unreal. test wickets. He's yep. gone past the great Richie Benno now for yep. the most wickets for a um, – oh, sorry, for an offspin. He's had that for a few years now, but yep. – um, who would have thought you'd be, you know, curating some grass and then 10 years down the track you wake up with 250 wickets? It's brilliant. Well, from Canberra as well. Yeah. Um, great story. But a five for in the second innings. I think that that's a real big sign to see where Nathan Lyon's taken his cricket. Yep. And he's a uh, – jeez, we need him. He's, he's playing well and he's going to be a big part still for many years to come, I reckon, for Australia. A couple of bowling all-rounders did well, all-round games. Pat Cummins and – Ashton Agar Cummins on a slow pitch that gave nothing for the cricket ball. He was he was really hurrying them up, and and his batting showed real maturity in both innings. Yep, I'd hate to think where Australian cricket would be in the last couple of Test matches if Paddy Cummins wasn't there. I mean, he was the difference in India to get us back in a position where we could win, and um, he kept us in the game. This game as well with three early wickets on day one, and it's his batting as well, which is tremendous. I. I I thought that you know our tail would have their tail covered in batting, and it's probably proven that, and that's going to be so important as well when we get around to the Ashes. But Paddy Cummins, what a superstar. What an all-round talent he is. No, love Paddy. Ashton Agar's had to wait a, a mm. long time to get back to Test Match cricket, and yep. you'd have to say with wickets and, and runs, it was a, a good comeback good Test comeback. match, and he's what, only 23 years of age, yep. so you know he won't be able to play every Test match, but you want to know when the conditions suit. I think you've got a guy who can get wickets and very composed down there in the lower order. Yeah, he's, he's, got, a, he's got a big future. Um, not sure about his current hairstyle that he's opted for. In, I don't think he's got many options, Brett. That, um, look, he's, got, he's a talent, and he, he's the type of guy I reckon that can turn into a really good you know, number six for Australia down the track. He's not quite there yet, but uh, he's got some ability. And he's good in the field, bowls a few overs, and they're pretty decent. And, uh, you know, he can be that type of person where, you know, like England have done, where, you know, they partner Ali and um, Adil Rashid together in test matches. It can work because um, he's certainly got the ability and skill. Okay, on to the um, Bangladesh team. I believe that there's some festivities in Dhaka today. There is. Well, obviously they're celebrating the, the, the victory. Yes. But not only are they doing that, they're also celebrating Dizzy Day. Yeah. Now, for those that don't know what Dizzy Day is, it is was pretty much an invasion. It was Jason Gillespie invading the grounds of Dhaka for a couple of days, walking off. I think it was 36 hours he batted for, Unbelievable. for that 201. Yep. So I think they call it Dizzy Day because it's, it's just impossible to be able to do. I mean, I would have slogged one up in the air after 20 or 30. So the commitment that Jason's And what, shown, what do they do on Dizzy Day? Do they all um, go down the streets just playing a, like a forward defence? <sighs> I believe if you are in Dhaka and listening to the podcast and you're trying to get a replica Dizzy mm. mullet and goatee, yep. they are sold out, sold out. So sold out of mullets. If you can't look like him, 
uh, up top. I think grab a bat and just 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 randomly play forward defensive yeah. shots for the rest of the day. So we could have used the Dizzy. I would have thought yes. the Aussies would have celebrated Dizzy Day during this five-day test. It should have been a celebration. Really committed to what he brought. Um, one of the great things about what's brought up about Dizzy Day is the story that he talks to Mark War about. Yes. You know? And we love this. We love the fact that... Um, Dizzy was entering into the 160s and he was physically and mentally tired yes. and exhausted. And he went and asked Mark War, you know, what's it like to get into the 160s? And Dizzy happily replied, oh, sorry, you've never been there. Yep. So what I'm asking you for? And we love that. We so he did that. that for every milestone. <laughs> so when he got past Damien Martin, yep. he was batting with Mr. Cricket and said, Is it, was there a guy called da- Dar- Darren Martin? <laughs> yeah, I just passed him. And Chapel 196. Yep. We love you. What a character, Diz. But with Bangladesh, they remind me a little bit of Sri Lanka in the mid-1990s, like an emerging mm. uh, test force. Not so much structurally. You know, they, I don't think they have a captain like Ranatunga, um, but they've got world-class players, and, and, and which includes the man of the match, Shakib Alassane, and he took 10 wickets, scored over 100 runs. He's now averaging over 40 in test match cricket. He's taking almost four wickets a test match. He's pretty good in the field. So he's he's a genuine all-rounder, probably the best uh, test all-rounder going around. Yep. Um, but that gives you three players in one for a start. Oh, he's a gun. And uh, not only is he a gun for Bangladesh, he's a gun around the world in T20s as well for those reasons that he's a, he's a true three-dimensional player. Um, they would, they do probably lack a little bit of leadership, you know, just someone to take him forward to the future. You know, Steve Warrell, Mark Taylor type of captain would be great for Bangladesh. But they are good if they can particularly learn how to win consistently. But I reckon they believe they can win. This is the change. They beat England in a test match. Yeah. And now I reckon they thought they could win. And that's a total different mindset. Yeah, I think they did win. And especially when they saw the wicket was probably underprepared through the rain, even brought the contest a little bit closer. Maybe the Australians weren't prepared properly. It looked like Bangladesh had been preparing for this for a while now. Um, and maybe they called on you know, the history where, you know, I think we got, was it Edge Baston where they toppled us over a long time ago yep, in a one-day game? One. See, that was a genuine surprise. Absolute surprise. Though. No, this was, this was I think, uh, this was well-planned and well-executed. So I think they just put together a really strong side. They they challenged the Aussies in areas which we knew were going to be vulnerable, um, and spin was it. And they just, and batted well, you know. There was some really... Tough partnerships, you know. Raheem stepped in there with Tamim late when they're under pressure. Three for three for twenty odd, lost a couple of wickets, and just just grounded. And us. they they maximised too. I, I reckon if Australia had bowled them out and the weather got to a position where they couldn't come back on late yeah. on day one, yeah. I think Australia would have won that Test match. They would have started day two at none for none. But the beauty of Test match cricket and well done to the umpires got them out there. Yeah. And Australia are reeling three for fifteen. Horrible time to bat. Yeah. Bangladesh maximised that. Um, but one of the other players who is a world Tamim Iqbal. I mean, he is electrifying. Uh, I just love his confidence. I reckon he takes it away from the bowlers. Yep. He's prepared to take them on at all times, and he, he scores just about all around the park. Yep, we love him. He's aggressive. Um, he gets in the face of the opposition, which. 
Aussies don't like that from time to time. We love to give it, but when someone gives it back, it, it, it rattles us a little bit. And Tamim is that type of guy. He's a type of player. And he took it to us. He was really aggressive. He was strong in his stroke play. He knew where his areas were to score. And um, look, his records suggest that he's a gun. Yep. Um, there's no denying it. He's a gun player. Red Bull, white Bull. Yeah, ball. look, he's averaged... Bring it on. He's, he's averaged on over 40, so... That's a gun player in any form of test match cricket. Okay, what about changes for the Australians? Stephen O'Keefe has gone over to replace Josh Hazelwood. Another yep. quick that's broken down. Mm. So do we go with all spin and it's... We've got no choice Cummins now. is the only quick. Does Jackson Bird play? Do you see him be effective in subcontinent conditions? Does Peter Hanscom keep? And that plugs up a few gaps. Yep. Can get an extra bowler? And then does Usman Khawaja play the next test match? Does Cartwright play? There's a lot to think about here. There's a hell of a lot to digest. And I think that, I mean, one of the two things that stand out for us is that, for me, is is Jackson Bird the right person to be on this tour to come in? He's a great bowler, there's no doubt about it. But is he is he going to be effective on these conditions? It doesn't look like it. I don't think he's going to bowl a lot of bowl. If it, if there's If it's a similar pitch from the first test match, the quicks just aren't going to bowl a lot of overs. No. Unless no. you've got real ball speed like Patrick Cummins and, and he bowls really quick off, off cutters as well. Well, that's right. The wicket, which which Paddy Cummins got tummy in around the wicket just after the break, um, was Boom. just an explosive fast bowling wicket. A medium pace is not going to no. be able to extract that. No chance. So, unfortunately, we're lacking a bit of ball speed to back up Paddy. And, uh, and we're bringing another spinner. So, it looks like they've... Yeah, they've they've made their bed. They're going to play spin, and um, I'm just not sure that's the way to go. So would it just be a case of O'Keefe coming in for Hazelwood? Probably, probably looks that way. Left, um, yeah, it probably looks yeah. that way. But the other thing is, is the batsman. Look, I know he's a pretty good cricketer, um, Hilton Cartwright, but you wouldn't say he's putting a lot of pressure on your top six and. And Usman Khawaja, we'll get to him later on. Yeah, we'll talk about Us, but. Um, you know, there's a little bit of. I would have thought someone with some experience. We can't look to the future. There was there was some talk about, you know, getting players ready for, you know, the Ashes. I I, I just don't understand that. We need a win. We haven't had a win for a while just now. Just play test match. Yeah, yeah, just play, get the job done, and and move on, move forward. It also says to me, you can do training sessions up in Darwin. That's a lot better than being in the nets. But yeah. by not getting a tour, there's even a tour game is so much step up than playing um, an intra-club match. The Australians couldn't control that, the weather. But I, I reckon they'd probably need two, two tour games to be able to even think about adjusting to subcontinent conditions. Yeah, well, I mean, most of the guys smacked them around up there, didn't they? Um, Johnny Holland was a standout up there, and no, I don't see his name up there. But uh, it's look, it's a little bit of an issue. We don't seem to be able to bat well against spin often when we travel. Um, it's a big issue, we, and we just have to improve. And so to the kids that... out there, if you want to get a game for Australia, start mm. playing against spin now. Yep. At 10, 11, and 12. You could be making your debut in India at 16. Yep, get out There's there. There's not a lot of competition. None at all, none at all. Hey, uh, what about the English career team? They fought the law and the law... One, Stewie Law, the Australian coach of the West Indies, would be very happy. I did not see this this happen at all. I remember a line out of um, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase and (laughs) Cousin Eddie asked 
Chevy, if uh, whether uh, he was surprised, he said, surprised, Eddie? I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up in the morning and my head was stapled to the carpet. <laughs> because they lost by an innings and 209 runs at Edge Bast in yep. the West Indies. They yep. lost 19 wickets on yep. the third day. You could not call this. But what a great comeback. I, I watched most of day four and stayed up as late as I could day five. Yep. And, and some great... Stories. I mean, that last day, first off, I thought they got their fast bowling right. Um, big Gabriel, yep. big quick. Yep. I don't think he thinks about it a lot, but he's quick and he's bouncy. And when he hits the, the wicket hard, all of a sudden, Kumar Roach has a fast bowling partner. And it showed that England, you know, it's still looking for, for three of their top five batsmen coming into an Ashes series. Um, look, it's absolutely, it's unbelievable. I can't believe they turned this around. Um, you know, before this test match, we were calling for two divisions in test match cricket because the West Indies were hopeless. Yep. A few other teams were hopeless. But my God, haven't they turned it around? Oh, look, I'm not sure where they've got these guys from. Brathwaite and, and Hopes. I've played in Caribbean Premier League, and I've never seen these guys at all. I don't know whether they're... Brathwaite's been around for a while. Yeah. We've got some runs out here in Australia. But... I don't know whether they're at Harbour Lights the night that I was there or not in Barbados, but I've never... I reckon Shay hopes he'd be asked for ID. Yep, He looks would. about 16, and he was averaging 16, I think, in 10 tests before <laughs> this test match, Bradley. Yep. And I watched him bat against um, a, a good English attack. And well, Anderson well Broad. Yep. Wokes, Stokes, they're quality seamers. Quality. And there was one where he was beaten outside off stump and the next ball was fractionally angled in at leg stump. And even though he'd been beaten the ball before, Hopes just whips it through leg side and I went, oh, my God, that is as good a mm. whip through the mid-wicket I've seen. So much so that Stuart Law, the coach, has compared him to the great Mark War. The great Junior War. Well, that is a big, big rap. And I think Shay Hopes should... Should he should thank his selectors because if you average in sixteen in ten tests, I myself got dropped averaging fifty five in, in half those tests. You probably had more tests. runs in one inning. Um, so good luck to Shay. He's th- he's probably increased his average from sixteen to eighteen. Twenty nine. Twenty nine now. Well, well, well. Well, he's on. He, he's on the rise to the don. But how good he's is chasing this? down the don? How good is this for the Ashes though? <laughs> So uh, I said three of the top five, Stockman and, and Milan have get, got 50s, yeah. but you're not sealing a deal against the West Indies. So my question is, well, they're not going to answer that. They've only got one more test. Well, didn't Adam, Adam Boge averaged about 9,000 against the West Indies, didn't they? Yes. So most times you're trying to cash in. So uh, I don't think issues. we can answer that. So that, that's just going to be an issue going into the first test there. What do they do with their, their third seamer? Like Wokes is a quality cricketer, but he's coming back from injury. So... He goes. Do you play? Do you bring out Wood? Yes, I like as Wood. that that zippy ninety miles an hour. I, I think he could enjoy Australian conditions. I like Wood. And who's their best tall seamer? Is Stephen Finn still around the mark? Probably. He's, he's in squads. Yeah. Well, who did they bring out last year? They brought out. Uh, I think Boyd Rankins. Mark, After Boyd seeing Rankin? Boyd bowl, yeah, he's gone. He's gone who's back the to the other old, guy. The yeah. other guy that played for Hampshire as well. Um, Probably Warney's mate. If you're from Hampshire, you're Warney's mate. Oh no, um, the, the the big man, the big Tremlett, man, Tremlett, Tremlett, Chris Tremlett. So they they came with that I believe idea. He is trying to make it as a bodybuilder. No way. Yes, natural bodybuilder. Well, maybe they should bring him back and bring 
bowl some thunderbolts yep. again like he did. He was big, pretty big just to put it out there. Yep. I don't, we're not going to go into that market. You've got it for yourself. Oh, we're not they, going down that market, are we? I'll tell you what, who they could bring. Darren Stevens just got eight for 75. How old's Darren? I think he's 92. Yes. Um, he's got no hair, um, but he swings the ball. And he puts it in a good area. Maybe if they bring a 17th man. <laughs> so, well done to the Windies. Um, some other issues in cricket today. Last week, Sri Lankan cricket was in turmoil. Oh, when's it not been in turmoil? Well, it's not just because of their performances on the field. They had a disappointing series against India. Mm. They've lost some really good experienced players like yep. Mahala J. Wardner and Kumar Sangakkara. Yep. And they're putting their team manager and the former Sri Lankan number three. Great man. He lives in Melbourne. Sanka Guru Singer. Yep, Love the guru. the guru. Looks a lot like Australian comedian Rodney Rude. That's yes, why I Rodney always. Rude. Yeah, yep. don't they? Very similar, what? like beard. Um, was, not he as many one gags. The, was he one of the pioneers that batted in sunglasses, a la Dean Jones? Rodney Rude or Guru? No, nah, not Rodney. Rodney. No, Rodney did. He yep. did. Yep. I'm but I thought sure. his were more like casual glasses. <laughs> I think he thought he was pretty cool, yeah. the guru, but he really wasn't. As you nah, see, he looked like he looked Rodney, like Rodney Rude, Rude. And guess what? They lost and he pivoted. He went, nah. <laughs> he, he did. Quote pivot. him, <laughs> our physio and trainer are in charge of food of the game. They have banned biscuits from the change room, said the guru. The other day, wow. they were eating too many biscuits. I informed the catering staff to get it out of there. What I'm thinking, this is going to be a boom for Melbourne club cricket. You play at East Sandringham and stable diet for the club cricketer in Melbourne is at lunch or, or, or tea break. It's Bickies. It's Tim Tants. It's, is, uh, it's oh, Teddy Bears. This is you couldn't. You couldn't. Stuff. There'd be an outright. Players would not play Melbourne local cricket without biscuits. So I'm I'm putting an invite out to the Shrinking Test team. Well, this, this is attacking grassroots cricket. Because there's no way. I mean, part of your part of paying you for subscriptions is to make sure you bring a pack of Tim Tams on yes. the weekend. That, that's part, and it goes around. They're, they're the richer teammates. What are the? Yeah, what well, are that's the, down what, base. What are the poor ones doing? Well, the teddy bears with no chocolate. Teddy bear, or just your like your granita, maybe. No. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm not. Uh, look, Rodney Roode's come up with some groundbreaking stuff there. And it casts my mind back to the Victorian cricket team in, oh, yeah. in 1994, 95. And we were, we were in a similar situation to the Sri Lankan team, actually. We couldn't win as well. Um, and our coach, Les Stillman, thought that the reason we were losing is because we were all on such a high sugar rush. Um, Correct. And we were getting out or not bowling well because we were coming down off the sugar rush. Now... Didn't he ask the room attendant? Didn't he do some research? Yes. For our viewers, the best creaming soda in the country is no doubt stacked in the Adelaide dressing rooms. I'm not sure what the brand, brand. Was it Kirk's? Or? I'm not sure it was Kirk's. It was a local brand. It may have been Kirk's. Anyway. Potential sponsor. Anyway. The they also had huge cups, and a lot of the boys used to have the huge cups, pile drive it with ice, fill these things to the brim, and smack it down there. Down there, guys. That and the plum chicken. Yep. Two greatest things about playing cricket at the Adelaide Oval. Amazing. But we lost the game. Mm. And our coach asked the room attendant, did we drink an excessive amount of soft drink? And what did the room attendant say? He said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so our coach. So he's done his research. He's worked it out. Yep. Wasn't our techniques. Wasn't anything other <laughs> It all comes down to soft drink. Wasn't the fact that South Australia are pretty good? 
And they had Lehman, Sidden, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brayshaw, Tim May, Aussie uh, Mac. Yep, McIntyre. Um, it's just that we had too much sugar. <laughs> Simple as that. This is this is modern day coaching at its best. So they were gone. And I remember just a, a little postscript to that story. MCG next test match, uh, next Shield game. We got flogged again, and and Les Stillman, our coach, is, is berating us. He's getting into us hard. Goes pretty hard. No one's saying a word. Heads down, and then he said to the team, now, has anyone got anything to offer? You know, has anyone got something constructive to say to to get us back on track or am I wrong and this sort of stuff? So there's complete silence. No one mm. puts their hand up. Yeah. And then you, Bradley Hodge, I think you might have been about 18 years of age at the time, you just put your hand up and I thought, this is brave from the youngster. Yes. What's he going to add here? Like maybe, you know, partnerships with the, with the batting or more mains with the bowling like this and you put your hand up and he goes, and you just said, now the game's over, can I have a can of Coke? <laughs> His face went from horror, and he just walked out. He yeah. hadn't, he couldn't offer anything from there, could he? Nothing, mate. All I, was, I was a young kid. I just wanted to cope. That's it. <laughs> so no, Bicky Sri Lankan cricket team. I'm saying out to all those Melbourne uh, club teams, mm. get out there with all your contacts. You might get uh, yourself a, a Sri Lankan test play. Yep. Hey, Hodge, next segment, the social media self-promoter. Yep. It's going to be a ward. We're going to give some three, two, one votes. You, you've been out everywhere. You've been at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yep. everywhere. Can you give us some nominations yes, for this week? Yes, we've got some nominations. We've been scouring the social media sites to try and find who is the greatest self-promoter hmm. or brand promoter out there. And it's uh, perfect for social media, isn't it? Perfect. It Selfie is great. Here. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. A product endorsement there. Yep. And we've come up with some nominations. Um, and the first is the first one is, I think, the greatest form of self-promotion. And it's Greg Norman himself, the great white shark. A legend. Um, and it's, look, it's, a, it's about a month old, this one. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the I, old one. Yep. But I do love it. Um, and it's Normo in basically naked as a 62-year-old on the cover of Golf Digest yeah. New Zealand, and he's tweeting how good he is at 62. Yep. yep. And uh, look, I'm sure there's some pretty fit 62-year-olds out there, but um, the shark, there's no need to get there on and self-promote yourself half-naked. You're rich as, and... Uh, you, but hasn't he got his own clothing line? You so think, why would you... Why would Bring you need out a, a clothing line and not wear it? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, the normo, no, he's got. He's getting both. The sharks there. The next. It's also an example of going yep. forward. This is the sort of stuff that we want to just. Identify. This is what we're chasing. This is what we're chasing. We're also we're also having a little dip at the Australian captain Steve Smith as well. Smithy. Smithy was out there prior to the Bangladesh Test match, promoting. So he took a photo of his actual Twitter feed. To, to show that he just reached a million, oh. a million viewers. So, so just a million followers. followers he's taken a photo. Yes. Is, is he in the photo as well? No, like no. A, he's he, just what screen, do you raise for your million? He's just Twitter. Yeah, do you raise your bat? Maybe you um, should have done that. Maybe you should have taken a photo of the raised bat yeah. and he's put his new balance bat yeah. into the photo. But anyway, it was just a. Congratulations. Pat no, on the back to himself. Patting yep. himself on the back that he's got a, a bit million followers. He's got a million followers. I too. know. If he could slide a few to us, it'd be good. No, anyway, that, that's self promotion. We'll get him on board. Yeah. Maybe he can get us a few. Um, the next one is, is the great Kelvin Peterson, Kevin Peterson, who 
We love KP. Yeah. Because he's very much involved in the social content. Sensational player. Um... Um, and KP, during the week, is, is th- well, he's trying to really progress his golf game. A, because he's just finished with Surrey, and uh, he's got plenty of time to hone in his golf swing. What percentage of his tweets and Instagrams are him playing golf? A lot, you, a yeah. lot. And, I'd, I'd and this is one of them. So yeah. he's got... He's not actually filming himself, so he's actually got someone else to film him playing golf at the driving range. Yeah, he might be just trying to check his swing out. We're all trying to get better, Brad. And that's what he's doing. He's saying, is there anyone else out there with a better golf swing in the world than this? Oh, no, so he's giving himself a tick. So he's not looking for help, like sending it out going, can anyone see whether I'm going over the top? He's saying it's perfect. My plane's perfect. Yep, saying it's perfect. No, that's... Calvin, we love you, but that's the greatest form of self-promotion. So what do I do? Do I give the 3-2-1 here, or are you doing that? Well, there's one, uh, there's one more as oh. well. There's one oh, more so as well that can sneak in there, yeah. and that's, that's the great Dean Jones. Our ex-captain. Our ex-captain, our uh, be still cat uh, leader. He's not being still on social no, media. No, he's certainly not. So the Dino as well, and I don't know whether he's promoting this He's a good self-promoter of telling people he's a good player of spin. Yes. So maybe but he was a good player of spin. He was an excellent player <laughs> of spin. And I think he was just showing his test and one-day caps on social media, saying that he's got them. random. He's got them. And not all of us can have them. Some of us, like us, we're good players. We're, we're lucky enough to have them. But we certainly don't go out there showing the world how good we were. I think there was a the one-day cap where he said, surely this is the... Best one day cap of all yeah. time. Is it, is it like better? That. Was it better than Steve Wars, or but was I mean, it better than Mark well, Wars, or yours? Well, our era, I don't a know. different era there. So, yep. um, good self promotion. I don't think Dino can win it this week. No, I don't think so. So we need him to lift, actually. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm only giving him one vote. Dino. Or if not, just acknowledgement, maybe. Okay, if it's three, two, one, encouragement award to to Dean Jones. Yep. We're loving. The self-promotion, mm. and I can't believe I'm saying this about Dino, but you need to I promote can't. yourself a little <laughs> bit more to get votes here. I'm going to go, well, no doubt Norma gets three votes, oh. and I know it's an old one, but that, that that's setting a standard that we want to see yep. beaten. I might go, I'm giving KP two yep. because yeah, I think, I I think he's just going, how good is my swing, you yeah. know, how good am I going? Whereas Smithy's sort of like, oh, this is nice, I've got to a, a million yeah. followers. He, yeah. I don't think he said, how good am I? True. I've got a million. So three to Normo, two to KP, one to Smithy. Would he have goals, Smithy, to get better at this and maybe reach two, three, four, five, six? Well, if he talks right. to us ever again after giving him one vote here, yeah. I think we investigate. Yeah, we, yeah, we will. The how-to guide, mm. and in this one, we're just going to take different scenarios on cricket skills, life skills, yep. and my first question, what is the key? With um, Just saw the great Bobby Quiney retired from the yes. Bush Rangers yep. last week, and no one's got a bad word for him. He played a couple of test matches, quite high profile, particularly mm-hmm. that nine in the first test match there. Great teammate. I think he won five Sheffield Shields for the Bush yep. Rangers, still playing for the Melbourne Stars. But we're not sure what he's doing, whether he's going to play for St Kilda or maybe drop down another level. His yep. old club was Washington Park. I don't mm. know if they play against East Sandy. They certainly do. They do. So if he does play for Washington Park, yes. can you please give him a guide on how you slip from top-line cricket yep. 
into back into suburban um, cricket association cricket. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely yeah, it needs to multitask. So for those that don't know, uh, Washington Park's home ground, which I think is Centennial Park. Centennial Park has not only does it have a cricket field, it also has playing equipment for the kids. It also has a velodrome. Yeah. So I think this should be standard. Yeah, so Bobby's going to have to spread the load with the family across the course of the day. Um, one of the things he will enjoy is that the luxury is if you do get it early, there, there is the option to enjoy a can if you're really interested. Okay. Yep. You know, there's no... Is there a time limit, like no, after 4 p.m.? No, or? there's no time limit, but okay. it's generally frowned upon, but it has happened yeah. in the past. Yeah. Um, so he'll have to take that on board. Uh, one of the things that I found moving back from from high rolling back to clubland was um, in my first game. It was casually pointed out to me when I walked out to bat in Mark's centre. The uh, the opposition weir keeper kindly said, "Excuse me, Brad, but don't you think you're a little bit overdressed for this game?" <laughs> and I didn't take I didn't think too much of it. I was batting at number five at the time. And I thought about my previous top order, and they all walked out with the floppy cap on. And I had my helmet, which was a Rajasthan Royals helmet, which he kindly pointed out that that's not the bloody team you're playing for today, son. <laughs> um, and also my arm guard. Now, Barrett, going in knowing that the bowling was probably just touching 110, bit Andrew McDonald-like, actually. Arm um, yeah. And uh, he said that, you're probably a fraction overdressed in this competition, <laughs> mate. <laughs> and I loved it. And so, mate, so to Bobby, Bobby, clean dress your, down, clean your kit bag out. It's get not rid of black the, tie. No, professional cricket. Nope. It, it's more um, smart casual. Yep, smart casual. All right, Bobby, with a couple of sandals or thongs in there as well. Um, one of the other things I think that we need to ask Flem is that how we, we seem to be. Going short of quicks, we've just seen Hazelwood go down, uh, Jimmy Paddo's out, Stark's out. We're looking for ways for the quicks to mm. take wickets in the subcontinent. And look, I, I, I'm looking through the current crop of players and I'm not seeing anyone that stands out. But what what clearly comes to mind is a, a court at mid-wicket, an LBW decision, mm. and then a court wicketkeeper. Um and those were in subcontinent conditions. And they were, they were consecutive balls. Uh, and the last person to do that is, is someone pretty close to me. And that person yeah. is Damien Fleming. Correct. Um, so, A, a are you an option to be shifted over? They've just shifted Steve O'Keefe over to Bangladesh. Are you an option to get over there and tell these quicks how to take wickets in the subcontinent condition? What are, what are the ways the to guide. What the is guide, the guide? The subcontinent guide. Correct. I probably played half a dozen tests in the subcontinent. And you're talking about the hat trick mm. I took in the first test match. I think what I learned from there is if you're going to be a fast bowler in the subcontinent, you, you need to get them in consecutive balls. You do. Because once a batsman's set, once a batsman's faced 20 to 30 balls, it's good luck. I would say attack the stumps. Try and get the new ball at all costs. So suck up to your captain as much as possible. Get a good slow ball. Get a good, good slow ball. It'll bring you in the game, particularly yes. fast off cutters. Uh, now, if all that doesn't work, be super fit too. Got myself fit for that trip. Um, mm, still important. broke down. That if 
You can't get wickets. You're doing everything I just said, then just get injured. Get home. Get home. Do the Josh. Get home. You, you're no good to anyone. You're going to bowl, what, three overs in the first innings, two in the second. Cut so, it short. Um, Cut it short. Wait to it. Like efforts. Yeah. Yep. Bang. Get, get back to the Gabba. An exclusive interview for a Pakistan journalist after that first test match. And he must have interviewed me for about an hour. And then all <laughs> of a sudden there was a media pack, you know, because back then just about every newspaper and t- sent journalists. So it was yes. great. You had the, the journos um, socialising with you as well. So there's about 30 people in the end and mm. interesting questions. The first one, I had a sore shoulder and he said, how did you get your disease? <laughs> and I'm thinking, if this goes home, they're going to be going, what do you mean by disease? Yeah. The questions are random. He's asking about stuff and and then just one-word questions like hat trick and then put the microphone in, in my, in my yeah. mouth. So did it. It was great fun. Next day, we're doing our warm-up at the grounds. All of a sudden, the guy's running with a, his microphone and, and, a, and a sort of the film, the cameraman's sort of trying to keep up with him. He's going, Fleming, Fleming, no tape in the recorder, no tape in the recorder. <laughs> Look, maybe we need to do a segment of how to tape fast bowlers in an interview. That might be our next segment yeah, for the I guy. Yeah, I don't think, um, I'm not sure the, the gentleman's name, but uh, he was enthusiastic. Well, good on Can him. Can I give that's, him that? That's the how-to guide of journalism. The Couch Potato Must Watch Sports TV Preview Guide for this week. And um, we've got the Decider, England and West Indies. That's going to be fantastic. We've got the second test match. And listen, Hodgie, I'm a great Game of Thrones fan. Like, I just love it. Uh, There's always twists. There's a lot of blood. Um, But the way it's filmed is just unbelievable. You don't know what's going to happen in each scene. But that's come second. Yep. to one thing this week, and that's watching Usman Khawaja about at oh, number three in the second test oh, match because word. you do not know what Usman's going to come. Comfortable at home, he's averaging 64 yep. in test matches in Australia. He's averaging 14 in the subcontinent. He never looks comfortable you know, in the first <laughs> innings. He basically got a Yorker, dead batted it, and, and just ran down the other end. And in hindsight, it's a good single but you don't think of quick singles when you think about Usman. The dismissal, you know, patting one outside off stump, probably a dead ball. Well, it's not a good decision if you don't get home, taking a, a, a run. Well, he did do a run if he was playing indoor cricket, like he got halfway up the pitch and nearly home. Mm, yeah. I, I don't even know if he called because Matty Venture didn't even move. <laughs> <laughs> so one is for Uzi, and then in the next innings, just a random slog. Sweep for his fifth yeah, ball, top edge out. Um, when I think Renshaw, I think as a top order player, mm. was showing that the more balls you play, and even in the few innings I played over in the subcontinent, even in tour games, you know, it's amazing. Once you get to about that thirty ball mark, yeah. the fog disappears. All of a sudden, um, you've got used to what the pitchers doing, yeah. what the bowlers are doing. You can spread the field a little bit. Once yeah. you spread the field, all of a sudden you go, oh. I'm You're in home. the game here. I can I can chip a single here, or there's still boundary shots. But yeah, you've got to get the bat pads out of play. Usman Kawaja, there is there is nothing more exciting, exhilarating that could be a a thriller. Um, it could be a disappointment. I, I just hope he plays the second test match. I hope he does too, because they're probably going to see dragons fly across the pitch while he's playing. A la Game of if, if, if he gets if he fails again, do you reckon the dragons both might get the? I don't know what's going to happen to him if he fails. I mean, the, the captain come out and said we are looking towards the Ashes, and I'm assuming that he's one of those players. He might not get there. 
Let's it's tough though. I want him batting three at the Gabba because he averages sixty four in Australia. But who, who doesn't? Is, who doesn't? Well, who doesn't? Yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure that was the quick wheel. Yeah. Um, especially with no Josh Hazelwood running around. Um, I look, I'm hoping Josh will be back by then. The grunter muscle. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking six to ten weeks. I just, I, I've got Scott Grave fears for Usman at the moment. He's, he's not in a good place in Bangladesh. No, if you've got Foxtel, just press that little red Tune button. In. Just that red button, record, mm. particularly Uzi's innings. Um, but, <laughs> but that's our guide to this week's TV. <laughs> hey, Hodgie, just to finish up. What about uh, East Sandringham? You're playing mm. in for another year. Have they hit pre-season running? No, we start this Saturday, Flem. Okay, um, you're just waiting until September? Yeah, we have Total defence? Yes, we've got our total defence, so we'll start there. There's a lot of guys play footy, of course, so there's still in uh, a couple of them playing finals. Oh, good luck to them. Um, so that's their fitness campaign. But we get together on uh, Saturday morning, and then we're having an evening as well. Um at East Sandy uh, Cricket Club. September 2nd, is it? Yeah, it is. Make sure you get down there to see Hodgie Crew speaking. Yeah, I am speaking. I am speaking. So just giving back to the club. So we're going to have Dirk Nanners and Johnny Holland down there. So it's going to be good fun. We've got some good stories and, uh, you know, we'll try and raise some money for the club, which is cool. Um, If you need someone to lift, can I identify someone to to go back to back? Can can we talk about Anton Duddy? Yes. 10 digs last year. Yep. 87 runs. In those 87 runs, he had two sixes. Yep. He doesn't bowl. Where is he at? Well, and, and, and if you're going to go back-to-back, back, what does Anton need to do? Well, he's, he's, Give him a pre-season. What he has to do in pre-season? Well, I've just, I'm going to send him a videotape of Shea Hopes because yes. they're similar figures to what he has. Uh, Anton Duddy... Oh, so you're going to show similar <laughs> faith to Anton that the West Indies we, selected? I think we'll have to. Um, <laughs> look, Anton, he's... I went and watched him play footy the other day, actually, for Hampton Rovers. Plays in the seconds. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny watching a, a bald, grey human being run around the centre-half back. And I was kind enough as a, as a greying salt and pepper to give him some stick from the sidelines. So he'll be looking to bounce back, I reckon. Um, 10, 87 runs from 10 digs is He's not great. Don't forget his 2020 record as well, which was even worse than <laughs> was it like? I'm not sure he got over five, actually. We'll look that up. We'll look yep. that up. And he did manage to run one B Hodge out on 136 with 50 oh, no. overs to go in the day. I was staring down 400. Oh, no. <laughs> Anton, good luck. East Sandy, good luck. We'll get updates through the Biology podcast. Hodgie, thanks for joining us. Um, we'll be catching up next week. Clem, happy dizzy day. Happy dizzy day, Dakar. 